Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Let's go to the book of James chapter 3. We're going to continue. I want to review because these verses were so fun last week. These first 12 verses had us just tripped out. But I'm going to just read through them. I may not comment much, but this is, this is some powerful stuff. So James chapter 3, verse 1. I'm going to read down to where I left off, and then we'll really start breaking it down again, okay? So, dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, not because it's a bad thing, it's a great thing, it's an honor, but for we who teach will be judged more strictly. You know, I'm careful what I say up here. I'm a little crazy sometimes, I know, but I'm still careful. Why? Because I get to lead by example. That's a powerful place to be. But at the same time, People take what I say seriously, so I need to be careful. I need to always guide people back to Jesus, right? I need to point people to Jesus and his word, all right? Indeed, we all make many mistakes, James says. For if we could control our tongues, here we go. Y'all ready? Ready for this review? We would be perfect, perfect meaning mature, right? Mature. And could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. I mean, you can turn the horse, you can turn the bridle and the bit and get the horse to go different different places. A small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. This is good. Let's keep going. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. It's crazy how people get in trouble with their tongue, but you can also translate that into text messages, huh? Today I had a, and I, y'all know I love this. I just love, I love legal and moral hustle. Buying and selling, trading, I love it, man. I've got a little bit of street in me. I got a little bit of this and that, but I just love it. So someone told me today, we are on our way from Denver City. I was selling a pair of shoes. We're there. We're going. We're Church came, and they, they never came. But in the same way, here's something interesting. I got another story. People, your mouth is powerful. Your words are powerful. Another guy, he was straight Mexicano. We were texting in Spanish. I was selling some shades, right? They were Tom's shades. My wife's going to get news of this here in a, bit, in a minute. It's better to break the news to her up, up here. But um, So I, I get out here. I got here early, and the guy's like, I just, and he was not kidding. He said, I will text you when I get off work. So he, te- he said, I'm getting off at 4. He texted me at 3.59. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. I thought, this guy's serious. So I found him. He was parked over there. He's like, I don't know why the GPS took me over there. I'm like, I don't either. So I walk up. I had my, my shades on, my favorites, and I, I handed him the other shades that I was selling. $40, good deal, good deal. I said, come on, man, try those on. So he puts them on, and he's talking to me, and he's looking at me. And I knew right away he had my vibe. I was like, oh, man, this dude's going to be trouble. He just, I could just tell because he didn't care. He was cool, but he was just like, he goes, what kind of shades are those that you're wearing? I said, these are Ray-Bans, but they're polarized. And I told him all this in Spanish, polarizados, right? Polarized. They're just special. They fit me right. He goes, I want those. I said, Brother, man, these aren't for sale. He said, how much? You know, he was shameless. He said, how much did you pay for those? I said, 70, but they're worth, they're worth over 100 probably. 
He said, really? He goes, man, I need to make sure I have enough insurance money, but can I have those? I said, no, you can have these for 40 and keep your insurance money. Well, then he kept messing with me, so I said, tell you what, I'll take $100. You can have these Ray-Bans. He said, but what about my insurance? I said, that's between you and God, man. You keep looking at them. So pretty soon he's going, and he says, 70. I said, I told you I paid 70 for them, which means you're going to pay more because I don't want to part with them. He said, I don't know how I'm going to pay my I'm like, we're still talking about that. I'm like, I don't either. I said, take the shades for 40. He goes, those are way better. He goes, he, t- he takes out his money. He didn't have change. He goes, I'll give you 90 for those. Come on, man. I said, give me the mother shades back. Get these shades and go. He said, do you have a case for them? I said, I'll get the case for you. So go. And it all started with talking, right? The tongue makes grand speech. He walked up and said, I like the shades you're wearing. I'm just glad he didn't like my shirt. You know, I got to preach. You never know. And you never know me. He may say, I'll give you $100 for the shirt. I'm like, take it. Praise God. Baby, would you bring me a shirt? I don't have a shirt at church. But it all started with the tongue. Scripture says death and life are in the power of the tongue. You can get yourself in such trouble with the tongue. Oh, my gosh. The tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. Hmm. It all starts with the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Let's go to the next verse. <laughs> I can already hear my wife's wheels turning. She said, baby, what are you going to do with that $90? Right? <laughs> and among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. Wow, it can set your whole life on fire for it is what? This is, y'all buckle in. The tongue can be set on fire by hell itself. Have you heard some of the stuff people say? I'm serious, man. There's some people, I've met some people, they could, they're cussing, they could just paint, they could just peel the wallpaper off the wall with their mouths. Harsh stuff. It's like, whoa, you don't got to talk like that. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, right? And what else? But no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. (laughs) My gosh. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. Let's keep going. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? No, around here, there's the water. It just tastes broke, huh? Coming through the metal pipes, and then it's hard water. It'll dry you out. Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. Look at this now. Everyone pay attention. If you are wise and understand God's ways, I believe this is where we closed out last week because we left on a positive note. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. So wisdom gives you humility, huh? Why? Well, Scripture says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if you're wise and you fear God, then you're going to walk in humility. Now this is interesting. Look at this next verse. I've known several people like this in my life. None of you in here, right? But I've known, I've had, 
I don't know if it's a privilege. I've had the opportunity to know several people like this in my life. It says, but if you are bitterly jealous, he's speaking to Christians here. Are y'all with me? This is a letter to the church. This is a letter to believers. All right? A letter to believers. It says, if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. So if you meet someone who's boasting and lying constantly, they are covering up their jealousy and their selfishness, their selfish ambition. They're covering it up. Let's go back. Let's go back again to that verse. That's a crazy verse. It says, but if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. I can't explain to you the ins and outs or the mechanics of that, but I know that to be true because I've seen those manifestations and it was always covering up jealousy and selfish ambition. Always. Boasting and lying. Let's go to the next verse. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly. That, that type of wisdom, right, is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. What does demonic mean? Come on, guys, help me out here. Having to do with demons or the devil. That's what demonic is. It's not from God. Jealousy and selfishness are not from God. Let's look at the next verse. For, uh-oh, for wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Take some time, Micah, if you would. Would you put this one up there? And there's no rush because this, is, this was not part of the plan. Would you put this verse up there? Let's do Amplified first. Let's see what that has to say. It's going to turn it into like a paragraph, I think, because the Amplified, man, it breaks it down. So James 3.16, let's see if we can find it in the Amplified. No rush. Once again, that was not part of the plan. New Living says, wherever there's jealousy and selfish ambition, there is all kinds of disorder. Look, this is the Amplified version. For wherever there is jealousy, envy, and contention, rivalry and selfish ambition. What's another word for contention? Strife. Disunity. There will also be confusion, unrest, disharmony, rebellion, and all sorts of evil and what? Vile practices. So let's go back to the beginning of that verse again. Jealousy and division. Jealousy and strife causes there to be confusion and all sorts of evil and bad practices. Why? Why do you think that is? When people are jealous... They're not walking in love towards you. And when they're not walking in love towards you, there's trouble on the horizon. What was it? You guys remember some of the classic rock songs? What was that? Creedence Clearwater Revival? What did they say? I see a bad moon rising? Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know exactly what that song means. I think it's talking about superstition. But man, where there's jealousy and evil, uh-huh, there's a bad moon rising. It ain't going to be good. All right. Let's go back to New Living. I'm going to read it one more time in the New Living translation. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, y'all still with me, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. All right. But the wisdom from above is, first of all, pure. It's always well-meaning, well-intentioned. Why? The wisdom from God is always based in love, isn't it? Let's look at this verse. Let's take some time on this verse. But the wisdom from above is, first of all, pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, 
and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. Let's just hang out there for a minute. So let's talk about wisdom for a minute. Wisdom from God would be, right, as long as the laws of the land are not forcing you to violate your faith, right? Wisdom from God would be obey the laws of the land, right? Are you all still with me? Now, they, they kept calling it the law, and I didn't agree with that because it wasn't the law. It was, they were emergency mandates a year ago. But at some point, I talked to Dad, and I said, Dad, we got to just meet back in the church. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to be up in county because I went to church, then okay, right? There were memes going out at that time saying, hey, what are you in here for? I went to church on a Sunday morning, you know. But at some point, we just said, no, we got to come back, and we're going to trust God because we, I mean, come on, it's the United States of America. Wisdom is going to have you, though, obeying the laws of the land. Let me say that again. If they don't violate your faith. Are you all with me? If it ever becomes illegal to serve God, then I will be, like the song said in the 90s, an outlaw. Are you all with me? I guess we'll all be outlaws because you all are like, I'm going to have to serve God. They'd have to come get me, right? But wisdom from above is, first of all, pure. It does things right. Look at this. Wisdom from above says, look at this, everybody. Let's see the ages in here. Okay, well, this is all right. Wisdom from above says, sex is only for what? Marriage. That's God's wisdom. It's funny, growing up, I remember dudes are like, and girls too, God just doesn't want us to have fun. No, God don't want you to get an STD, bruh. God don't want you to be heartbroken later and torn apart because it's way more than physical. Sexual activity is way more than just physical. It is. Even worldly people will admit that. People without God. People who don't have faith like you. So wisdom from above is pure. It says keep sexual activity only within the confines of marriage. Wisdom from above says honor your father and your mother. And hey, I know not everybody's mom and dad is godly. But, but, Exodus 20, that's, you say, oh, that's the old law. Yeah, Jesus said, I have come to confirm the law. All right? Remember that. He came to confirm it, but he came to simplify it as well. We didn't do away with God's moral law in the Old Testament. One of the commandments is, honor your father and your mother so you can live long upon the earth. It's a commandment with a promise. I've seen people dishonor their parents and die young. I've seen it. I've seen them dishonor their parents and not live their days out. They said, oh, no, you don't know my mom and dad. No, don't tell me. Don't have, have it out with God. That's God's law, not me. Don't, don't justify it with me. And I know some people's parents are crazy. I've met them. I was raised right over here, and I remember meeting some people's parents. I was like, dang. The Lord bless y'all, man. That's crazy. Okay, bye. Some people's parents were crazy. But God never said, honor your parents if they got it all together. Honor your parents and be good to them. Listen to them. Now, when you're an adult, you don't necessarily have to obey your parents. Are y'all with me? Are y'all still with me? If mom calls you and you're 46 and she said, you know what? You need to, here's what you need to. Now, it doesn't mean you're not going to listen to advice and wisdom, but at some point you are an adult. You've got to decide. All right? Children, obey your parents, for this is right. But humans, honor your parents so you can live long on the earth. I don't know about y'all, but I don't want my life cut short. Just don't. 
We got things to do, people to see, people to preach to. We got houses to buy and sell and cars to enjoy and, and pets and kids and different stuff. There's life that needs to happen. We need to be lights. We need to share our faith. We've got a lot going on here, so why cut things short, right? Wisdom from above is, first of all, pure. Wisdom is honor the laws of the land, honor your parents, honor authority. What else, what else does wisdom teach us? How to treat each other. Is it wise to be mean to people all the time? You ever met someone like that? I've met people like that. I'm, I'm thinking, wow. Wow, just always mean and rude all, all the time. And hey, we get a grace pass sometimes, right? We have our moments. We're humans. But it's unwise to just treat people poorly. It's unwise. It says wisdom from above is, first of all, pure. It's also peace-loving, gentle at all times. And willing to yield to others. I don't know about y'all, but I have a stubborn streak. I'm sure y'all don't. That's not y'all's problem. None of y'all are stubborn in here. Praise God. But I am. Sometimes I'm just stubborn. I don't want to do it that way. I don't want to do that. And God's had to work on that in me. It says it is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It's wise to be merciful. Why? Scripture explains Scripture. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5? He said, blessed are the merciful. Why? They shall obtain mercy. When you're merciful with people, you get mercy. I've known some people over the years, they were hard on everybody, but they had a different standard for themselves. They wanted mercy. I knew a guy like that years ago. I remember he was harsh and hard on everybody, and then I remember dad was dealing with him on something. He's like, no, pastor, this isn't right. My dad said, hey, you, you want to deal with everybody hard, but this is a serious situation, so it has to be dealt with this way. And the guy said, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. And I watched him. Look at this. I watched this guy. I watched him lose everything. Broke my heart. Someone I looked up to. Someone who was very dear to my heart. I watched him lose everything. I watched him lose everything. He wouldn't listen to spiritual authority. He wouldn't listen to common sense. Wouldn't listen to God's wisdom. And he fell out of purity just like this. He said, what? Is it because he, he was supposed to be at this church? Hey, that was between him and God. I believe he was planted and called to be here. But his deal was he, he shook his fist in the face of God and said, I'm going to do it my way. And I was there to watch it. He lost everything. He used to teach and preach and everything. At one point, he was on heroin. He was in jail. He lost his marriage. He lost his kids. He lost everything. I watched it. I had a front row seat. It broke my heart. He was not walking in God's wisdom. He was walking in the wisdom of the world, which is sensual, devilish. This translation says demonic. He did it his way. You remember the song by Frank, Frank Sinatra? I did it my way. Well, brother, that explains a lot. I did it my way. True wisdom is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. Someone say good deeds. That's right. Look at this. It what? Let's go to the next word. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. It's a beautiful thing. Shows no favoritism. There's, there's folks that have come in here that maybe they're wealthy, I would have never known. Maybe they were poor, I didn't know, but you treat everybody the same. You treat them like Jesus would treat them. Or, let's take it a, to another level, you treat everybody like they were Jesus. Isn't that something? You say, hey man, come have a seat over here. Love you, man. Good to see you. Welcome. Here's a water. Just don't bring any sodas in the sanctuary or coffee in the sanctuary. Drink it out there. And it might be free again. Hint, hint. Did y'all like the coffee that was here recently? We'll see when we can do that again. 
just kind of keep y'all going. Tell your friends, that was a big Sunday, huh? People show up to church to drink coffee. They're like, I'll hear the word. Pastor Matt don't go that long, but that coffee was good. I'll take two, right? Look at this. And those who are peacemakers, someone say peacemakers, not peacekeepers. There's a difference. Peacekeepers say, no, 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 don't, don't stir the pot. Everybody's okay. They're fine. He's fine. She's fine. They're acting like the devil. No, they're fine. He's fine. No, peacemakers say, here's the truth. I love you. Here's the truth. I'm going to make peace now. Did you know Wyatt Earp made peace? I think that's what he named his gun, the peacemaker. I'm not going there, but I'm just saying, sometimes you got to get into it to bring peace. Keeping the peace sometimes says, just don't stir the pot. Don't tell anyone anyway. No, those who are peacemakers you say, here's the truth, but I love you. Scripture says, speak the truth in love. Someone say, truth in love. And that doesn't mean you walk up and be rude to someone. No, because if you're rude to them, it's not truth in love, is it? All right. You got to be kind with people. Those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of what? That's a promise to me and you. Righteousness. Beautiful. Don't you just love that? Let me read it again. Let me read that verse again. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. We have a few moments. So according to Scripture, what else do you think is wisdom? If you're not sure, you don't have to say anything. No pressure. But according to Scripture, what is wisdom? What are some other, let's just say this. Let me rephrase it. What are some other attributes of wisdom? If you're walking in wisdom, you will do these things. How about this? Look at this one. If you're walking in God's wisdom, you realize that according to Scripture, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? And you only have this temple for a limited time. So Scripture would, would deem it necessary for you to take care of your temple, right? So you can live as long as possible. So that's wisdom. What else? Anything else? Yes, sir. Say that again. Keep... keep Self-control? Keep keeping your power under control? Like the gifts that God has given you? Ah, okay. And now that would fall under self-control. Uh-huh. Yeah, everything must be done. Scripture says, let all things be done decently and in order. So that answer falls into that is, yeah, whatever I have that God has given me, my gifts or whatever, or whatever I've been entrusted with, I need to exercise self-control in taking care of it. That's very good. Anything else? Yes, ma'am. Huh. Good way to do that, good way to share wisdom, is tell the truth. And always line up what you're saying with the word. That's interesting. That's a good answer. Always line it up with the word. And people know if they hang out with me for any amount of time, I'm going to start quoting scripture. And even, even folks that aren't even expecting it. I remember we were on our vacation, and I'm like, you know, like Jesus said, and I'll just say it. And they're all, yeah, you know, like Jesus said, okay. And, I, and st his stuff is so pertinent and so perfect. Look at what Jesus said. You have not because you ask not. That works for, that works for all kinds of great things, Right? So praise God. Yeah, we went on vacation, and you know what Pastor Jen did? She's also an able negotiator, maybe better than me. She said, we'd like an upgrade. They said, we have that, but it's this much money. She goes, here's how much money I have, and I still want the upgrade. They said, um, 
we can't do that. And then she said, well, what do we have to do to do the upgrade and so forth and so on, right? And they said, if you'll sit through a presentation, how long was the presentation, baby? Was it an hour? It was supposed to be an hour. It's always supposed to be an hour at these things. They said, we'll give you guys this and that. And they said, we'll give you $150 credit. And she goes, how about 200 They said, mm, we can't do that. So we were sitting in the room. Pastor Jen goes, okay, well, uh, if you change your mind or find out, call me. The guy laughed at her, hung up. And she said, watch this. She's sitting by the phone. They called back. She's all, hello. He goes, oh, he was out of breath. I don't know why. <laughs> we can offer you $200 credit if you go to the presentation. She's all, do you want to go? I'm offered 200 And that, and we, she's negotiating. She said, will you subtract that off the price of the upgrade? And they're all, yes, just go already, you know? Because <laughs> Mexicanos love to negotiate. We were at a Mexican resort in Mexico. They love to negotiate, but they didn't know, right? It's like that movie. It's like they showed up, and, and I can just hear Jen going, you came to hustle the hustler, right? I'm already, I'm a, one step ahead of you. But she spoke the truth in love the whole time. I watched it. It was so fun to watch her negotiate because she's kind to them. Afterward, they called her by name. They liked her, but she, they knew, they knew that she got a good deal. And people were all, wait, what did you get? How did you get? Man, we had a view, a glass. There were glass windows like this, and it was big. It was big. You had a view of the ocean and the beach. It was right there. Just stand, I'd stand at the glass like this, and I'm all, Lord, I don't even deserve this, but praise God, I'll take it. And next time I'll take three if it's free. And I was just like this. And we paid a little bit, but it was a miracle. And we had to ask. And the whole time, though, even when you negotiate, when you deal with people, here's wisdom. You speak truth. You keep your word. You walk in love. Treat them kindly. Treat them like you want to be treated. That's so important. That is a big thing for wisdom is the golden rule, what Jesus said. Treat others. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. We treated everybody nicely, and then pretty soon she negotiated a deal and said, what do you think? I said, oh, man, this is crazy. So two days into our vacation, we got to get upgraded. They put us on another floor there, and we got to overlook the ocean, and only God could have done that. We couldn't afford that. I don't work in the oil field. I don't. But... God always makes up the gaps and differences for us when we're faithful to him. Always. And if you walk in wisdom, I promise, God is going to honor you with blessings. Call it an upgrade. Call it a, he, he paid my bills. Whatever it is, a new car, a good deal, whatever, God's going to honor you because true wisdom, remember, is just fearing God. If you fear God, you're going to be careful with your mouth. You're going to be a peacemaker. You're going to plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. You're not going to show favoritism. This man of God here, really, he's talking about his underlying theme for this book is just deep wisdom. Is everybody with me still? Does anyone have any questions? I know you don't, but I just like to ask. No, I ain't asking. All right, go ahead and bow your heads. Close your eyes. Let's pray, if you would, please. Father, we honor you for tonight. I thank you for these faithful that are gathered here and on the live stream to check this out tonight, Lord. I thank you that your word has fallen on good ground. Lord, what do we get out, out of tonight? Walking in your wisdom. Your wisdom, God. 
When we walk in your wisdom, we walk in love because we're, we're showing our fear and respect for you. When we walk in wisdom, we're walking in truth. When we're walking in wisdom, we're treating others as we want to be treated. When we're walking in wisdom, we're guarding our mouths, and you're setting a guard on our mouth, and we're operating in self-control. So like this young man said, you have the power of control. <laughs> yeah, there's power in being able to control yourself. Scripture says, uh-huh. Those who cannot control themselves, they are like a city without walls. You have no defense against the enemy. You have no defense against anything in life if you can't control yourself. Wisdom says, wait. God is going to bless you. Delayed gratification. Do it the right way. Wisdom says, and God would say this. He's saying it throughout Scripture. I have a plan. That's for someone tonight. I have a plan already. Don't fight against my plan. Your time is coming. Your time is coming. Your moment is soon. And your moment will begin your time. Your moment will begin your time. Lord, I feel your presence tonight, and I know that you're speaking. God is saying this to someone tonight. You have waited, and you have waited, and you have waited. But here's what he's saying. He says, look, I want to take care of you. You're my child, but you've got to be faithful. You say, oh, salvation was free. It cost Jesus everything. But his blessings, those are always conditional. God doesn't bless a mess, someone used to say. God doesn't just pour out blessing on a messed up situation. He said, man, I don't give tithe or offering. I don't obey him. I don't honor my parents. I don't do any of that. But Lord, bless me. You might as well save your breath. Because here's what God would say to you. I have a time and I have a season. And your season is turning. Your season is changing just like it's becoming spring now. Your season is changing. You know who you are. God's been speaking to you for a while. And he says, if you will commit to be faithful, I'm going to take care of it. God says, you've already spoken to me about it. I've heard you, but it's time to be faithful now and keep your word because I've kept mine. God says, keep your word because I'll always keep mine. The moment is coming that will begin your next season. The moment is coming that will make it your time and season. Even Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, different translations, but he says, times and seasons happen to us all. Times and seasons. One translation says time and chance. We know there's no accidents with God, but there are things that work themselves out, and you thought, I'm going to have to do this, I'll do this, how am I going to figure it out? You stressed out, and God said, just let me. Stand back and let me take care of it. Now trust me. God is asking of you tonight, trust me, my child. Trust me, my son. Trust me, daughter. I already gave you my word. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take care of that. It's going to be paid off. You're not going to have to worry about it anymore because my hand is on you. You be faithful now. Just commit to be faithful. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take care of it. <laughs> the God who remembers... He is the God who remembers. He's not forgotten about you. He is the God who remembers. He's, he's watched all your tears fall. He's heard your cries of help.
say, God, help me. He's heard you. He says, all I want is your heart. All I want is to be first in your life. I'll take care of everything else. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. That's true wisdom. That is true wisdom. There's somebody listening on the live stream tonight. And God says, if you'll just stop fighting me and obey my word, you know who you are. God says, if you will stop fighting me and obey my word, I know best, I'm going to take care of it. You've tried to do it in your own strength and you've made a mess, a royal mess. You say, Pastor Matt, do you know who's tuned in tonight on the live stream? No, I have no earthly idea. Only God would know. And I don't know who it is. I don't, I don't have a face as I'm, I'm saying this, but I know that God is saying to someone on the live stream tonight, you've made a mess of it. Let go of it already. Let me take care of it. Trust me and obey me. You see, because when you obey God, that shows it that you believe his word. You show your faith by obeying him. I'm going to tell you right now. It's a long, hard road trying to do things in your own strength. That's a miserable way to try to live. Don't try to do it in your own strength. It ain't worth it. I am the, I am, I'm the former reigning champion of trying to do things in my own strength, and it got worse and worse and dumber and dumber. No, you trust God and let him take care of it, but you give him everything. Don't hold anything back. Give him your all. God's purpose, plan, and design for you will not fail. He's not going to make you do something that you're not good at. If he's calling you to do something, he's going to equip you to get, it, get the job done. If he's calling you to do something, he is going to show you how, and you may not know how, but he's promised. He gave his word. So if he gave his word to you, he's equipped you and anointed you and called you and appointed you for the right time, the right place to get the job done. You'll see. I ran Oh, man, I ran from the ministry for so many years. It's usually a sign of the call on someone's life when they run, <laughs> like Jonah. Say, no, I don't want to do that, God. You're going to make me do something. I'm going to be embarrassed. I, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. God says, I know best. If you'll do it, I'll take care of it. You'll be so glad you did. I'm so glad I obeyed him. Best time of my life has been serving in the ministry and being married to my wife and serving in the ministry with her. And had I run from the ministry, I would not have gotten God's best in my wife. And God's best for me in relationships is my wife. I'd have missed out on my, my chance with Pastor Jen. Can you imagine? Oh, I, I shudder to think. I'd have missed out on my chance with you as your pastor if I would have run from God. And I wouldn't have been able to be a blessing to you and you couldn't have been a blessing to me. Obey. It's time to obey him. Don't put it off anymore. It's time. I want everyone to repeat this prayer with me tonight. Say, Heavenly Father, cleanse me and forgive me. Jesus is my Lord and Savior, but I commit to walk in faith, hope, and love. I'm a servant and a child of the Most High God. In Jesus' name.